Welcome to the Faith-Based Business Podcast with your host, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. On this podcast, we interview fellow entrepreneurs who are willing to share their stories, their trials, and their triumphs in business, all in an effort to help you avoid the same obstacles and to achieve success faster. But at all times, continue to rely on our faith to see us through to victory. Now with today's guest, here is your host, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello everyone everywhere, Pastor Bob Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Faith-Based Business Podcast today. We're so blessed that you are joining us. You know, marriage is God's gift to men and women. I mean, it's something He instituted to bless mm-hmm. us with, with one person in the entire that would complete us in all that we are meant to be. Amen. Think about it this way. From the time Eve was created, when God removed a rib from his side, he also took a spiritual part out of Adam that would become Eve. Ever since that time, men and women have needed their soulmate to complete their very being. Marriage is under attack now in ways that we have never experienced before. I mean, Mm -hmm. despite what the current culture may say, you know, God's plan has not changed, not one bit, amen? But there will be times when the deceiver may slip in and create some havoc. There may be times when we realize we may have done something that we should not have done. Well, God is there with his forgiveness through Christ, of course, but how does that translate into saving your marriage? My guest today is a CEO of Dunamis Spirit-Filled Marriages, and she has been helping couples build a successful marriage before the wedding, and save marriages that may be experiencing difficulty after the wedding. Amen. Dr. Pauline Dillard is the CEO and lead counselor at Dunamis Marriages, and she has an 83% success rate and over 15 years of experience helping people to have a blessed marriage that can be lived out as a testimony for God. Amen. Help me welcome to the program, Dr. Pauline Dillard. Pauline, it is so great to finally have you back on the program. I have been looking forward to our conversation today. Amen. Thank you, Robert. I'm really happy to be here, and I'm looking forward to sharing what you know God has been giving me to help people with their marriages. Amen. Now, the first question I always start with, other than that brief information I just shared, can you mm-hmm. tell us in your own words, who is Pauline Dillard? Um, well, I'm a wife. I've been married 41 years and Amen. to the same person, so Amen. Um, that's important. And we have three sons and a couple grandkids that we're enjoying. And so primarily, I'm a follower of Christ first and foremost. And then that shadows over everything that I do with my own marriage, with my children, with my grandkids. And I stayed home and I raised my kids and I was a housewife. Um, If you want to, I can tell you why I don't like the term stay at home mom. And um, (laughs) uh, because that puts your kids before your husband. And I really, you know, my marriage has always been the primary focus of my life as I raised the kids with with my husband, Mike. And then when my kids were teens, I did go back to graduate school. I always had that burning in me. I'm just such an academic and I love education, but I didn't know what did God want me to do. So I'm not going to go into that whole testimony because it gets too long, but I was directed to take a um, doctorate a PhD in Christian clinical psychology through South Florida Bible College and Theological Seminary. And so that I finished that in 2008. And ever since then, I've been doing the marriage counseling. However, when I was in college, I had to do several classes on marriage. And I literally spent the whole time flipping pages and going, okay, that's never going to work. That's never going to work. 
And, um, you know, and, you know, I told God and just tell God something and then you'll find out what he's going to do with you. Um, that I did not want to do marriage counseling. I mean, really, it seemed at that time that it was a whole lot of work, very little return. And at that time, uh, most counselors would have said that a 10 to 20 percent success rate was good. And I said, unacceptable. So um, I did not want to do that. Again, through some some God movement, I was introduced to a model of marriage counseling that really focuses in the couple on their heart. It It's like coaching, because what a lot of counselors will do is tell you, just go do this, just go do that. And then what are most people going to do? Nothing, because yeah. they don't know how to do it. So right. this model incorporated um, coaching and really helping people get comfortable with talking to their spouse in a different way, understanding why their own pain was getting tripped, and then teaching them tools that they could take home with them. And if they both do it, I really can just about guarantee 100% success rate. Amen. But, you know, we're selfish and people are people and, you know, the world is out there. And so 83 to 84% when my mentor who trained me in this model said that, I thought, that can't be real. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I started doing it myself, and it was very real. Yeah. And um, when God is the center of everything, it's it's really powerful. I mean, I always tell people, I don't despise my education. I love it, but really, at the end of the day, if God's not the center of everything that we're doing, they're just papers hanging on my wall. You know, yeah. so, yeah. Um, but he does use my education. I mean, there's things that I would have never thought of or wouldn't know without it. He guides and directs that. And then, you know, there's the spirit filled aspect too, and the prayer work and all that. So keeping it God centered is the most important piece, but bringing in these tools for people helps them to have real things they can do on a daily basis. Amen. Amen. You know, that, that is so good. And yeah, that's one of the things that, that I, I love during my research is, is, and that's why I wanted to mention the 83% success rate, because mm-hmm. normally you hear, you know, 90 plus percent or, you know, something like that, you know, not a very specific number right? You know, like that. And, and I thought that, wow, I mean, this is a statistic. This is a statistic. Yeah. Oh, amen. It's not, it's not just a, something on, you know, she picked out of the air on that, you know, so that's awesome. Now, your program is called Our Marriage Checkup. Explain that for us. Okay. Our Marriage Checkup is actually like an introductory appointment that people can can learn about what would happen in their counseling. I call it building together because they are going to get the tools to build their marriage the way God wants it built themselves so that they're not in counseling forever. But our marriage checkup, um, I do an assessment that shows where you both are at emotionally, how you react when you're in pain. And then we look at like pain buttons and how does that trap the marriage? And um, you get to meet me on Zoom or in my office and you get to see who you're going to work with. And then I walk through the materials, what they can expect from their intensive or the workshop. And um, it's just a really nice opportunity. And it's not like the expense of an intensive, which, you know, if you look online, you can see how expensive intensives are. And I'm kind of up there, but not as high as most people. But at the same time, this gives you a wonderful opportunity to say, where are we starting from? Why are we stuck? And what can we do to get out of that? Mm, 
Amen. Amen. Yeah. And, and then you share something called the crazy cycle. What yeah. is the crazy cycle you are referencing? Well, most people can't figure out why they keep repeating the same pattern over and over. So I call it the crazy cycle because we all have pain buttons that we bring with us into the marriage. It's usually occurred before we're married. We bring them with us. We have no idea what ours are. We have no idea what our spouses are, but we keep tripping that pain, what I call tripping that pain. So for example, um, it tends to go this way, but not always. The wife asks the husband a question. She wants an answer and she starts going, well, aren't you going to answer that? Can you tell me what you think? And then that hits his pain and his reaction to that is to pull back. Mm. So he gets quieter and he pulls back. So the quieter he gets, the more she pursues. Tell me, talk to me, answer me. And then he just pulls back more. So she doesn't like being ignored because of her trauma pain. And now we're tripping each other's pain. And then pretty soon we end up in an argument because you're not talking to me and you won't stop talking. And we're just in this argument and we're not even really arguing about what we are really arguing about, if that makes sense. We start throwing the kitchen sink in and you always do this and you always do that. But if one or both of them would be ideal, could learn to reverse their reaction, they could stop that crazy cycle cold in its tracks and then just start to really care about what each other is thinking and feeling. Yeah. I, I, I learned that. Uh, uh, congratulations on being married 41 years. I'm, I'm so happy for newlyweds when I meet them because uh, I've been there 45 years now. Okay. <laughs> one of the things I learned and, and I, I tell people, they ask me a question, you know, what's the, you know, well, uh, two questions, but the first mm -hmm. one I learned was when there's something going on and I ask my wife, what's wrong? And she says nothing. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean, okay, I'm, I'll see you later. I'm going to go play golf. <laughs> Correct. Usually that's a very dangerous statement from your wife, unless she looks at you oh, and, boy. and says, yeah, there's really nothing wrong. The problem is that um, she may not even know what is going on inside of herself, because like I said, we bring these pains with us. You say or do something that you might think is relatively innocent. And your spouse is going ballistic and you're like, I don't even know what just happened, you know, and it's because what you said or did or how you said it hit these core pains that the other person has inside of them. They react to that. They don't even know why. I can't even tell you how many times I hear people say, I don't know why I keep doing this. I don't know how to stop this. And I know how to help you know why you're doing it and stop it and help you as a husband to know what questions to ask, how to ask them so that you know why she's upset or she says nothing. And it literally could mean because she has no vocabulary to tell you what's going on. Mm. And that's the other thing that I teach people is what is my in, inside heart vocabulary, my pain vocabulary, so that you know to ask the right question that helps me to tell you what's really going on. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, I don't do marriage counseling uh, mm -hmm. or even premarital counseling. Uh, someone asked me once, well, what's, you know, you've been married over 40 years. What's the secret? I was, oh, that was easy. I said, you just have to learn one statement. You were right. I was wrong. I'm sorry. And everything is fine. <laughs> you know? But the, other than that, you know, I don't have a secret. Okay. Right. But, well, but, and, and we joke about that. 
Yeah. You know, a lot of men in particular will joke about that. And really, at the end of the day, that doesn't really carry the marriage because, you know, we want our hearts understood as well. We don't yeah. really we do want to be right, but that's because we have fear and pain and we're afraid of more uh, uh, upset or we were abused by a parent or we had you know, a trauma happened to us and we bring all that with us. And then when you challenge our thinking or you challenge me, challenge you, or you challenge me on that, maybe I have a background where everybody told me I was stupid. Everybody told me whatever I was thinking or saying was wrong. And so that's why just saying, oh yeah, you're right, can be a helpful statement, but it needs to go even um, deeper than that. Yeah. And so it's like learning how to say, oh, you look really upset. What happened today? Who, you know, did somebody trigger a pain for you? I care about that pain. I'm being very simplistic right now because it's much more than that. (laughs) That sounds so simple, but, you know, it's like I tell people, this is the easiest thing to do and it's the hardest thing to learn to do. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And so what you said is what we know is 90% of couples don't know how to do this for each other because nobody's ever taught them how. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's really what it comes down to. And that's why I love the point that that you help couples as they're planning their marriage, even before they have the ceremony. I mean, does, does that help them to discuss problems even before they're having a problem? Yes, because I get them to dig down into what those uh, pieces of pain are that they're bringing with them and teach the fiance how to care about it. So if they're caring for each other ahead of the marriage, then um, they can bring that into the marriage as it continues on. Now, um, I also talk to couples about how once a lot of times once we get married and we start our sexual relationship, we lose all that conversation that we had before. We lose all that really connecting. So I talk to them about how to not lose the heart, but to enjoy themselves as a married couple, but not to lose that heart connection and to every day make sure they make a point of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, recent, I did have one couple say that, um, after a year of being married, he told his brother to come to me because they learned all the problems they were going to have before they had them. And they learned what to do about them so they wouldn't become problems. Mm. And he told his brother, I think we might not really be making it even after a year because we're so different if we hadn't learned how to just stop wow. and really focus Man. on that. Amen. And so his brother did come Amen. to me <laughs> for Amen. his And also, I will tell you, if either one of them is not going to do this before you get married, don't marry them because that's your marriage. Mm. That's your next 50 years. Yeah, exactly. Amen. Amen. What are are some issues that seem to be the, the major threat to marriages today? Well, some of the issues are we have become a super selfish culture. We're very self-focused. So when people come into my office, I assume that the husband is 99% self-focused. But guess what? I assume the wife is also 99% self-focused because that is our culture. And so many young couples, especially the younger couples that come in, they um, have been in broken homes. They've not had people care for them. They're, they're, They're grabbing at each other to get these empty places filled. And instead of grabbing at each other, I teach them how to pour into each other. Because if I pour into my husband, he's going to get everything he needs. If he pours into me, I'm going to get everything I need. And neither one of us has to like grab at the other person to fulfill that part. 
So that is one of the, and that's what that 17% is that I don't get mm. is they just can't get past this narcissistic selfishness that we have in our culture, which everything is about me, what I think, what I feel. And we know that the Bible says, be about the other person, you know, to esteem others as better than ourselves. But we don't even know how to do that because we're yeah. so empty ourselves. So when I teach them how to fill each other up, we can get out of that um, selfishness and the crazy cycle that it creates. Yeah. Amen. Amen. How often do you see a couple that, that may be having problems and they try to blame God for their failing marriage? Oh, yeah. And I do everybody in this intensive model. I see them five days for three hours a day and they get a kit that has workbooks in it and different things to, that they can take home to help them with what they're learning to do in my office. People look at me on the first day and they usually literally say, there's no way this is going to flip in five days. 83% of the time it does. Now, I also include five um, additional sessions that are 90 minutes. And I usually like to check in with people about a month after because they have to do it. You just have to look, do it, practice it and do it. And then it becomes habit for you to just respond to the other person that way. So then um, if they need more help or they run into a problem that they're having trouble using the tools with, that's usually when they'll call me and they'll come in. I will say 5% or so I'm going to get one part of the couple has a personality disorder. I mean, they really have something that's just beyond this. And so <clears throat> I will do their five. And then if they need to continue with learning how to get out of that, then I will see them for 90 minute sessions, maybe on a weekly basis every other week and teach them additional tools to retrain their brain to get out of that really um, difficult place. Uh, you know, I probably have two clients right now that I'm still working with just trying to help them and working with the spouse on how to understand that. But really most people, if they just do it for each other, it'll change the dynamics. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Do you have the figures on like today's national divorce rate compared to the divorce rate inside the church or outside the church? Um, I do. Uh, we're looking at probably nationally like 50 to 60% divorce rate. And I see people posting on social media all the time, you know, like, oh, the church is as bad as the world. It's not. That's the good news. <laughs> the bad news is it's still 38%. Mm. And so it's still way, way too high for the church. Yeah. Um, the thing I'm starting to see that um, I'm just going to be really blunt here. People might get mad at me. But I see a lot of people posting on these marriage groups about how my husband keeps going to visit his ex-wife and his mom more than spending time with me. And he treats me this way and that way. And based on the biblical standards, the back of my mind, I'm going, that's because you're married to somebody else's husband. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> what yeah, do you think? Is, yeah, you know, that would make sense. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, right. And what, you know, and the world and even, in the Christian world, I'm seeing the younger people, every time somebody's misbehaving, for lack of a better way to say it, divorce them, just divorce them. They're just not worth it. And it's like, no, we have to figure out how to care about each other in a way that's necessary. So um, 
I, I feel a little bit stuck there because there's kids involved and you want to make a marriage work. And then I kind of feel like, why did you marry somebody who's already been married three times? Did you think you were suddenly going to be the one who was going to fix this? You know? So, yeah. you know, and it's not because they still have their same core patterns and their core pains and their core drama. So um, the other thing that's going on right now that I think couples in the church need to really pay attention to is this underage transgender stuff. Because if mm. we as a married couple, as parents, get a divorce and we end up in divorce court, the judge now gets to make that decision. And sometimes the judges have ruled against the parent that does not want the transgender surgeries done and ruled for the child to have these transgender surgeries. And none of that even became an issue till after the divorce. And it's like, you really have to work as hard as you can to live out a marriage the way God intends it because the world is attacking your children, attacking you. And if we don't figure this out, we're losing the battle for the next generation. And it's terrible. And then the world looks at us as Christians and they say, well, if you are having affairs or you are divorcing and remarrying, then maybe Jesus really isn't enough. Maybe your whole faith makes no sense. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. So this is wow. why I'm so passionate about it's it's not long. See, I, I feel like let's get this thing figured out and get on with what God wants us to do, because long term counseling to me leaves you stuck as long as you're just in there arguing about the same argument, mm-hmm. even with the counselor. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Well, how do you bridge that type of difficulty involving a discussion of infidelity in the marriage? Well, one thing that I know, and this is what a lot of people don't want to understand is if there's an affair, you have to, I mean, a lot of people will say, of course, biblically, you know, have grounds for your divorce, but I don't know if you have grounds for a remarriage. I'm just still, still myself, you know, in our culture battling with that, but you have to really talk to each other and sit with each other and figure out what are you supposed to do? You know, if the person is repentant, you might want to look at, let's repair this marriage. If they're not, then I don't know what the point would be. However, we do know it takes about seven years to repair an adultery Mm -hmm. in the heart of the other spouse. So you have to be ready if you were the one who committed adultery to just be on the hot seat for a fairly long period of time. Mm -hmm. And it requires a lot of forgiveness work. It requires a lot of repentance work. It requires a lot of the person who committed adultery just constantly saying, you are right, I was wrong, I'm so sorry, I see that it damaged your heart, I really want to, you know, prove to you that I don't want to damage your heart again. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, I will tell you, uh, one couple I worked with years ago, he was starting to like flirt with somebody at work, and he caught himself, you know, developing an emotional affair without a physical affair. And then their pastor sent them to me before the this affair blew out. And yes, there was still damage to her heart that he was mm-hmm. even considering it. But, you know, because they said, I'm going to stop myself before I get so far beyond this, I can't manage it. They were able to repair their marriage and they're still married and 
have their kids and it didn't happen again. But he was very repentant about even just that much because we try to justify ourselves, don't we, Robert? Like, well, I didn't really have an affair or I, Mm -hmm. I'm not really doing all that. So it's not bad, but it's bad if you're considering somebody else. Oh yeah. Amen. Jesus said just lusting after someone is committing sin in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where he caught himself. And he went to his pastor and then his pastor knew me and sent him over to me. And there they had a six-year-old daughter at the time Mm. and they came in for their follow-up. And I just loved this because the wife said to me, my six-year-old daughter said to me, I just love Dr. Pauline. She gave me a nice mommy. (laughs) Yeah. Cause she, you know, I teach them how to pass this kind of care down to their kids' hearts too. Amen. Amen. Are your counseling sessions usually in person or virtual or both? Well, both. I can do them in my office in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, Sometimes people want to just come in for that because they want to get away. Um, I do them on Zoom as well. I've been doing that for a few years now. We, of course, as you know, have to just deal with the technological side of things. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's developed and going better than I thought it would on Zoom because I was so resistant to that because of just like not having them in the room. It is, I think, more effective if I can look them directly in the face and, you know, really confront them if I need to. Um, I also have two destination opportunities. We have a week in Puerto Vallarta. This week is scheduled uh, November 7th to 14th. And um, they can come to Puerto Vallarta. I can do their um, intensive for three hours, and then they can spend the rest of the time doing homework because it is a very proactive model and or sightseeing and things like that. And we only take two couples with us because I can do one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And it is an 8,000 square foot villa in this beautiful um, resort. And then I just am opening up this year a week of uh, September 2nd to 9th in the Rocky Mountains. I have a resort up there that I can set up uh, rooms. It's not as fancy as Puerto Vallarta, but if people like hiking and fishing and you know, that kind of thing. Um, I do that in the time of year when the kids have gone to school. So it's pretty empty up there, and, but before skiers. So, um, <laughs> and then, you know, there's a lot of hiking and biking and all that available. So wow. those are the options that people have for doing the marriage intensive. And when they're at the resort or at uh, or in Puerto Vallarta or in the Rocky Mountains, I have somebody who comes with me and they cook all our meals and they take care of us while we're there. And I include that where a lot of destination marriage intensives do not. Some do, but most do not. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> wow. So I, I would say it's a romantic getaway, but if they're coming in for marriage counseling, I don't know if you could call it that. <laughs> well, it is in the sense that you're building your romance again yeah. while you're there. And um, the last couple I took down there last fall, they had been married 56 years. And his comment was that he wished he had done this way earlier in his marriage yeah. because they had a very hard marriage for 56 years. Mm. And now he's like, I'm excited that whatever time we have left, we can at least enjoy and care for each other differently. Wow. Amen. Yes. That's a testimony. Amen. Yeah, it's, it's a huge testimony. They loved the resort. They loved my husband does Puerto Vallarta with me and he's the one who does all the cooking. And they were like, oh, we just loved him. And he took really good. He did a great job. I just Amen. I just love how he, you know, embraces this with us and yeah. you know, goes and does it with me. Amen. So is 
I think I read on your website that the, you also offer this package as part of the premarital counseling as well. Correct? Yes, yes, I do. And I will do that also for three hours a day, four or five days. And then usually sometime after the, um, maybe a couple of months after they get married, kind of check in with them. How are they doing? What are, you know, what do they have questions about? Because, you know, learning to live with each other can can become a big thing and, you know, how did the honeymoon go and, you know, all that. And um, so, yes, I do it premaritally because if you can flip it there, you can have a really good marriage and you can flip all this damage for your own kids in the future. Mm -hmm. So that way they can raise their kids differently. People always say, I want to do different than my parents did. And we just fall into the trap because we have these pain buttons and we haven't learned how to address them. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And you also have a couple of books and workbooks uh, that you've published that assist with this, correct? I do. Um, I have one workbook that I call your building and tool guide, which that is the one that we kind of go through. You write all your exercises and stuff in there. You bring it into the class with you. I walk through your personal um, things with you. Um, I have uh, several spiritual areas that we address as well as emotional areas But when you're in the intensive, the three that I focus on, because they sometimes are the hardest for people to address, is bitterness and unforgiveness so that we can do forgiveness prayers. And I have a very specific way of doing that to disconnect pain, because it's not just about I'm a Christian, so I have to choose to forgive. But every time somebody does something, I'm still in pain. It's about really getting that pain disconnected because we can't forget what happened, but we can disconnect pain. So I work on people very individually on that. The other one is pride because we don't always recognize our own pride and pride gets in the way of us even being able to humble ourselves and care for our spouse in a different way. And so I really I address that directly. And I also directly address sexual sin because it really gets in the way of the marriage, too. And we want to be free in that because God gave us that as married couples in the protection of marriage to enjoy one another as well as to procreate. And we don't, too many couples don't enjoy it because of either sexual abuse in the past or sexual sin in the past. And that one is super hard for people to step into on their own. Now, there's other areas that need to be addressed, like rebellion, hypocrisy, things like that. But once I've dealt with those three, those tend to take care of themselves. It's very rarely a primary problem, but I've seen it, but it's very rarely the primary problem. Um, there's occult practices and, and drug use we have to look at, and there's turning to other things or what I call your idols, you know, like um, other than Jesus. And um, so sometimes we address those. Like I said, I have five follow-up appointments and people want to go deeper into some of those things like occult practices. Um, there could be people who've just been exposed to so many occult practices that I have to bring that in to break all that connection. So those are the spiritual areas. But I'm not just going to say, give it to Jesus, give it to Jesus, because, you know, people have a 2,000 pound rock of pain sitting in front of them that they can't even lift. How are they supposed to just give it to Jesus? So through the forgiveness work, I can show them how to break that down into 2,001 pound rocks, which over time I can lift and I can give to Jesus and I can release. Amen. Amen. Do do you see any problems with the the cell phones and, and being on TikTok and Instagram and all that other stuff? Absolutely. Um, 
a survey we recently, another counselor did it, but I followed it on a, on a marriage group on Facebook. And he asked that question as far as what do people think is the most um, damaging to marriages today? Social media was right up at the top. Now, pornography was very, very close. And of course, um, selfishness, but really social media and pornography are part of that self-focus. I'm trying to deal with my pain. You don't know how to care for my pain. So I'm going to turn to social media. It's just so much more accessible, like, you you know, in your hand than it was when you and I got married. So we right. had to kind yeah. of look at each other and figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so people um, do turn to these other things. Now, um, it also showed up, of course, exes and family getting in the way. And it uh, it will probably surprise you, Robert, how many couples their parents keep interfering with their marriage now if you are christian parents you're supposed to let them go Mm -hmm. you're supposed to let them deal with their own marriage whether you like the person they married or not you know and they are supposed to divorce their parents in a way and leave and cleave i will tell you i've had to do prayers for usually men but some women to divorce their mother so they can make room for their wife in their heart. <laughs> and um, we've had yeah. to do that. And, yeah, yeah. Um, so it depends on the individual there. But uh, the cultural pressures are really tough, too, um, with this just divorce them, just divorce them or whatever. Um, you know, even my daughter-in-law told me one time that uh, my my son can do some things like my husband, you know, that sort of thing. And she said that, you know, he just kind of made a rude statement one day about something she was doing, which we all do. And her friends are like, well, I would just leave him if he talked to me like that. Well, she knew how much he loved her and honored her. And she was just kind of joking around like, oh, I can't believe he said this. This was early in their marriage. And I just was shaking my head because I would have been divorced in the first five minutes if something somebody said to me you know, because they were having a bad day happened. Now, the problem is our culture isn't even allowing for bad days for the other person. Yeah. You know, it's just, wow. uh, yeah, it just blows my mind how much people are calling things abuse. They've expanded Mm -hmm. that definition so broad that there's no room for somebody to just have a bad day or a bad moment. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Pauline, this has been so interesting. Oh, I wanted to ask you, are your books, your workbooks, are they available on Amazon or are they only provided through the workshops? Currently, they're only provided through the workshops. Um, They're included with that. Um, You're going to be getting about $350 worth of tools in this kit for Mm -hmm. for in the workshop and after, you know, because I included a little workbook with questions you can ask and how to focus and what are you learning about each other's hearts? Cause everybody kept saying, oh, I wish we could take you home and they would get home <laughs> and their brain would freeze. you know. And so now they have a tool to help unlock that and keep moving forward with the tools. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, as I said, what you're doing is so needful in, in this day and time. And I, I just want to thank you for all that you're doing for those couples oh, to, to succeed in God's work through marriages. I, I mean, that's just awesome work. Amen. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. you are making an impact and, and that is a blessing. Praise God. If someone had a question or they'd like to reach out to receive more information, how can they do that? How can someone uh, get in touch with you? 
Well, um, they can go to the website, which is dunamasmarriages.com, and it's spelled D-U-N-A-M-A-S, marriages, all one word, dot com. Um, the phone number at the office is area code 719-231-7183. They can email me at Dr. Pauline. Currently, my email is at Dunamas Center, which is D-U-N-A-M-A-S-C-E-N-T-E-R dot com. And you can email me there and I will um, answer. If I don't answer in about 24 to 48 hours, email me again because it probably got lost somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I know how that is. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, folks, and I'll put all that down the links in the show notes. Folks, as I said, when I began this interview, marriage is under attack now like never before. Right. It's coming from all directions, socially, culturally, on television, online. You can't escape the pressure, but you can turn it over to the Lord and allow him to guide you through to the victory. Amen. Dr. Pauly Dillard is an experienced professional that can help you to achieve your dream, a blessed and successful marriage, one that fulfills you to the uttermost. Praise God. I urge you, whether you're having issues now or if you've been married for 50 years, as, as she said, she had someone come in, you are just or you're just planning your wedding, right? She has something that'll make your marriage more blessed and joyous than you could even imagine. Amen. Drop down to the show notes, reach out to her right now. Just click the links right there. Start to take action now to achieve your dream marriage and be a blessing to your spouse, your family, and all that you come in contact with. Amen. Pauline, it has been a blessing to have you on the program today. I do appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. For Dr. Pauline Diller and myself, it's Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. You have been listening to the Faith-Based Business Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. We appreciate you as a listener and fellow believer and want to encourage you in your entrepreneurial efforts. These programs are designed to provide you with information that you can use in your business to achieve success faster and avoid the obstacles that try to impede your success. All information on this podcast is for entertainment and information use only. Some of the products and services listed in the links may contain affiliate links and Pastor Bob will earn a small commission when you click those links at no additional cost to you. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode is published. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, 
and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.